Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams are losing. So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got they mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. And with me, as always, I have the fellas, Trey Ely, Jay, Jay Hill, and John Lane. What up, fellas? Yeah. yeah. It's been a very long week for all of us. We're, so much so that we're doing a show on a Sunday. <laughs> because it's been a very... So we've done a show on Thursday, normally. But then we do a show on Friday. And we knew that was too lit. Mm-hmm. We did one on Saturday. Everybody was butt-ass tired. So we're going to see what Sunday's like. Trey's already lit, but it's cocaine. Oh, can you say yeah. that one? And Jay, and Jay Let's Hill. be more specific. Hey, it was already coffee. starting. It was it? coffee. Jay's can't see the video. On the day, so. Yeah. They, well, they played the Vikings, so it doesn't count. Anyway, um, this is this the show. Cousins. <laughs> this is the show where artists and musicians who love to talk sports. And we're going to get right into it because we have a few things on, on the docket for today. Um, namely... Our beloved Washington football team loses their home opener against the Chargers. Yay. Also lose Fitzpatrick with the hip injury. It Yay! Says hop, it says hop injury on the on the thing though. Oh, <laughs> what, did he hip hop? Hippity hoppity? I mean, he was, he was doing <laughs> that. He was doing that hip hop. That's oh. that's how he walked out. Okay. Walked he out. Got, or walked he got hit the in the hip and hopped out. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> is the Washington football team offense doomed without him and Curtis Samuels now because they're both uh, Trey? I mean, so the the short answer is no. Uh, the longer answer is the Washington office might be doomed with or without them. I'm not I'm not sold on Scott Turner yet. Um, we haven't seen this offense really produce anything yet. So I'm not saying they're doomed. I'm just not saying they're not. I I don't know. To me, the jury's still out. I don't know what this offense really got, man. Well, um, and we're, we're I said it before. I said they can't score more than 17 points a game. They're going to lose games. So the other thing is, I feel like Heineke moves the ball better than Fitzpatrick. Can they score points? Agreed. Well, yeah, I he feel has, like Heineke he moves better, the ball better than Fitzpatrick. Because he has a better command of the offense. He should. Can they score Agreed. points? Um, Antonio Gibson is a beast. I mean, we got some weapons. And... Again, the offense is um, is totally different, like a lot of different players. So they need to all gel together, and they need to play together for a little bit for a couple games. I say we revisit this around week four. We should have our answer. Here's what I think. Before you say what you think, before you say what you think, can they score points? Trey that's what I was. That's what I was about to get. Like a politician, he dodged. He dodged. You like? I did because like, I don't know. Okay, the answer is I don't know. Okay. 
John, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say to sort of answer your question is that in the entire preseason, the starting offense, that is the starting offense led by Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm, has not scored a touchdown in the first half. They have not scored a touchdown in the first half because that's all that we've seen them since the preseason. That was kind of an issue last season, too, with Alex Smith and Kyle Allen and um, I guess the year before that, Colt McCoy, but uh, Dwayne Haskins as well. They couldn't score points. And Taylor Heineke is really the only guy that I can see who can not only facilitate um, and spread the ball around to a bunch of different receivers, but he can also make great checkdowns and he can sling the ball. Um, I think he sees the field a lot better, which I think will enable him to score points, especially in the first half. If we score points early, then the momentum stays on our side. Then we're able to do it. But it was just a little bit too late. We were, we were too little too late. Justin Herbert got got his man early in the game, and they had a little bit of a fallback in the third quarter. Then they came back in the fourth quarter and won. I think this team under Taylor Heineke can score points. Um, and not having Curtis Samuel is not really going to be an issue because you have other receivers. Antonio Gibson could fall into that slot receiver position as well. Okay. So John thinks they can. I'm skeptical. Trades says week four. Jay doesn't care because his team won today. <laughs> I mean, I still think um, I still think there's a better uh, chance with Heineke than there is Fitzpatrick, even though Fitzpatrick's skill level is higher. So that's kind of that's kind of what you're looking at. Like you have to decide: do you want the, the player with the more, better skill numbers, or do you want like an actually good command of your offense. <coughs> so here's the other here's the other thing. Trey Trey mentioned this, and I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about this. And when I mean a lot of people, I mean people on Twitter, 1067 a fan, sports talk radio. Um, no one has really mentioned the play calling of Scott Turner, which I am not a fan of. On a third and long, you're gonna throw it into the flat. That doesn't make sense to me, especially when Justin Herbert is converting 14 third down conversions because he's checking the ball down the middle of the field against our linebackers. Why are we not doing the same? Because the dude didn't miss a pass the whole game. Justin Herbert was like on some kind of. <laughs> I don't know what but he was doing. But that's play calling. That, that's that's great play calling, too. That's I mean, also that execution, just, though. That just enables Justin Herbert. He sees the field there and knows that he can make completions and conversions against the linebackers. We got to be able to put it to their defense, too. Taylor Heineken should be able to see that if that, that call is – if that play is called. So, I don't know. I'm a, le a little bit leery about um, – Scott Turner as an offensive coordinator is only a second year as offensive coordinator. I think one of the problems for the Washington football team in this game is also nobody knew who we were playing against because this brand-new coach with a brand-new coaching staff, no one knew what they were going to do, True. defense or offense. We ain't know what. We had no film, no schemes, no nothing. Had no idea. Yeah, they what didn't they play all preseason. Yeah. yeah. You said right. that last so, week, Trey, too. Was, you said that last week. So yeah. that makes sense that you're saying it again, and it's showing up like you don't know who you're it, playing. 
it's a it was a big a big question mark. But with that being said, the Chargers will have to face some challenges now that people have some film on them. But I think that team is good, though. I think the Chargers. Well, are wait be till in. next week. They got to play the Cowboys. That's going to be a gunslinging show, and I think that's in L.A. Yeah, I I don't think the Cowboys defense is ready for them for Herbert, man. We struggled with him. Yeah, I don't think right. they're ready for Herbert. I think people are sleeping on the Chargers defense too. Chargers defense was very good. They were very good today. We had to put our rookie rookie tackle his first game in the NFL against Nick Bosa. <laughs> yeah. Joey Bosa. Oh, it was Joey. Yeah. Wait, it wasn't Nick? Which no, one no, of the Bosa Nick, brothers? Yeah, Joey Bosa. Nick plays for the um the Niners. Ah. The other Bosa. That that leads to my next question. What well, leads to the next? Either thing, way, he uh, got a rough and a penalty call, which was good. He did that, and that was the wrong call. <laughs> they got that call wrong, but I was I was glad uh, they got the call right. That's what they. That's, that's what, you can't do that. It's hard to stop your momentum to not. Tackle I think it was because it was below know, the. Man. It was a below the waist. They don't. Yeah, they protect the knees. And yeah, stuff. yeah, but yeah. I mean, you can't hit below the knees. You can't hit. You can't helmet target. Like, where it's are they lot, supposed man. to? Ta- That's like it's the whole. Ke- you you seen the video of Kevin Hart showing people how how to sack the quarterback? No. Did, you, did you see that video? No, no. <laughs> he's like in the studio, and there's and there's like three uh, sports analysts in there who are former football players, and they try to tackle him, and they pick him up. There's three of them pick him up, and then they carefully put him down. And nice. he was like, "All right, now bring me the pillow. Bring me the pillow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Give him a pillow." Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they bring him a blanket, and someone brings him like a little rag doll, <laughs> and they turn the lights off, and they start rubbing his head. <laughs> That's how you sack a quarterback. Like, oh, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> so it leads to my next question, uh, and we'll get to uh, the Bengals win in, in Joe Burrow. Um, but now we have uh, a few games in the last, well, since the opener Thursday, where you have quarterbacks throwing the ball 50-plus times. Uh, just just a little note. Um, the opening game between the Cowboys and – I dropped my pen – and the Bucks, uh, Dak threw for 42 for 58. Yeah, somebody on Twitter – Somebody on Twitter said that Dak was going to ha- need Tommy John surgery because he's throwing like a starting pitcher. <laughs> Yo, and the ice that shoulder. That's hilarious. So he threw 58 passes, um, and Brady threw 50. And between the two, that's 108 passes. They only had three picks. They had five touchdowns and three picks. It's um, amazing. Today, uh, the Vikings, uh, Kirk Cousins threw 36 of 49 for 351 and two touchdowns, no picks. And Joe Burrow threw 20-27, 261, two picks, two touchdowns, no picks. That's not even the stat of the day, though. The stat of the day was Jameis Winston. He threw the ball 20 times. I think he was 14 of 20 for 148 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, no picks. That's crazy. No picks. Almost every one of his passes was a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers threw the ball like 25 times, and he had three picks. And then he got sacked. And and no touchdowns. So we're moving into the era of the – we're moving into this era where we're going to see 50-plus passes a game. Um but let's go back to Joe Burrow because he was impressive. And, I mean, 2027 20, is an impressive number, even if you don't put up 300 yards. 261 is not something that you kind of gawk at. So, Jay, are you impressed with this win they had in overtime, 27-24? Um, yes and no. More no because, like you just kind of segued into, it's really just a battle of offenses. There's no – nobody played any defense, really. I mean, you can see he, he – he was showing off his accuracy by only missing seven times, even though, like you said, it's not a, it's not a lot of ground covered. Um, but I'm, I'm impressed because 
hopefully, I mean, the Vikings don't have a front four that's going to scare you, but hopefully people are now like, all right, he's back or he still hasn't been hit yet. You still, you have both arguments still left to be made because they went against the Vikings. So it's like, yeah, he really hasn't been hit, but it was game speed. He still can show what he's capable of, what he's been working on. They also said part of the, the um, impressive part was even during his rehab, he's working on his arm strength. So now he can throw the deep ball better. So he he actually got to do that to his primary receiver, who they, they're not sure if he's going to be primary yet because he he uh, Chase has not actually caught up to the league speed. <laughs> and I think he was quoted as saying he can't really see the ball as well as college ball because he doesn't have the stripes, which, okay, but um, I don't know if I would admit that. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, but overall, I would say it's a good showing, but there's no defense to be played, especially if it's 24 to 24 going into overtime. Like, I mean, it, it's not, it's not a 42 to, you know, 38 game. Like, they like they had in Kansas City, but um, I think it was a good showing because he probably could get to 42 if he didn't sit out the majority of last season because <laughs> yeah, right. now he's got weapons and he's, uh, you know, improving his skill, quote unquote. So how's yeah, the offensive line? How's does the Bengals offensive line this year? Um, it's questionable. Uh, especially since everybody's still like it was funny because everybody jumped on Twitter when Chase got his touchdown. Like, where's all the people that was hating that we picked Chase over the lineman uh, Sewell yeah. when they had that option? Um, I think they I'm not going to say they made a mistake. I think only time will tell. I, I think if if you look at the the uh, the lifespan of it, I think Sewell would probably have a longer career than Chase probably will as a lineman. You know, that's the thing. That's why I'm kind of confused in that pick. But you also want to win now. So it's like, all right, uh, let's get this dude in here. I'll, but I think either of them can help you win now. That's the thing that's like you can't really argue. So right. um, I think they improved. They they did get some good picks, though, even after missing the 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 big fish. They still got a good enough, um, I think, I guess, set up, even though it's patchwork. But, you know, only time will tell if they can keep Joe Burrow from not being on his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck, Joe. Yeah. Good luck, Joe. Seriously. All right, well, let's, let's get some thoughts. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> let's get good some luck, thoughts Joe. on uh, quarterback play. I guess quarterback debut play. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's go with Trevor. Fire Lewis. Urban Meyer. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Um, I said players not coaches bro oh 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 yeah, yeah. Stay, stay in the line. i just think that's the funniest thing Cull ever. Inside Ur- the line. Myers Cull inside like the line, bro. a deer in <laughs> headlights he's <laughs> yeah that's funny uh he's, how did you guys uh, think trevor uh, lawrence did today uh well, he he I, I thought he did okay he got an nfl um, wake-up call didn't he you definitely got a wake-up call you definitely got a wake-up call a lot of rookie mistakes but you that's to be expected um there was a there was a pass. I think it was like on second and nine. They had the ball deep in their own territory, um, and he had a receiver in the flat, but he had also had a receiver that he could check down to about fifteen yards out, um, and it was a cover two, I believe, and he decided to go for the guy who was farther out because they're trying to get a first down and trying to pick up some yards. Um, 
and he ended up getting picked off, and that's a rookie mistake. You gotta, you gotta see the field, take what go the, for the flat, gives you. go for right, go for the the guy in the flat because there's so much more open space there. He probably would have gotten the first down for you at that point. So you know, it's I, I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars should worry about Trevor Lawrence right now. Um, he had three touchdowns and three picks. That's what rookies are expected to do i guess more or less um give him some time i say you know give him a couple of years and i think he'll be pretty elite uh, i still think trevor lawrence is, was a was a great pick by jacksonville they just need somebody to coach him oh oh, oh man <laughs> <laughs> what's the way uh all right let's go to uh let's go to the jets jack wilson who wants to take that one look like he had a good game he actually did have a good game, but I'll give that to somebody else. Did everybody see it? Nah. They lost 14-19 to the, uh, Carolina. It was slow. I will say this. It was slow. This was Sam Darnold's revenge game because it was That's what they said. And they said he got it. Said he, he did get it. It, it was 14. Lost. It was Carolina 14, um, New York nothing at one point. Uh, but then um, Zach Wilson like, was able to come back. I like Zach's numbers better than I like uh, Donald's numbers. Like, hey. Can, can, can I get a, more? Can I add in a go back because I just I just found figured out some or saw something. Um, back on Trevor Lawrence, um, just to tie that back in with all the attempts, uh, passing attempts. Mm-hmm. This guy's a rookie in his first game, and he threw fifty-one times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you expect three you know. touchdowns, three interceptions, but he threw fifty-one times. Yeah. You know that yeah. that says that's a lot, Urban right? Meyer, and that's right. his college mentality. That that throw says a lot, throw a lot um, throw about the league. One, but two, about the coach. That's not what you do. You don't throw the rookie out there to do that. <laughs> that, that wasn't the right approach. At, at the end of the day, they, they're doing that because they're saying, "Okay, this guy has an arm. He came in having an arm. We got to get him. We just got to let him throw. Let him throw. He'll get comfortable. Let him throw. He can throw the picks. Let, let him throw." Him throw. <laughs> oh, let him throw. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to Let uh, Him Throw by Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> like, You've been listening to the sounds of the remix. The remix. Right, Cal Murray, uh, the Cardinals. Urban Meyer on the track. Um, he balled. He Dude, did. I yeah. mean, he basically, but here's the thing Uh-oh. he basically left off where he's been always. Like, this is not surprising to me at least like he can ball like people just people are looking at him like the uh like they're giving him the doug flutie treatment you know what i mean like he's small he's yeah he's not i mean he's not going to be able to see over most of these offenses you know it's it's, it's, he's gonna have a hard time okay yeah okay i'm I'm telling (laughs) you he he don't want to he don't want his season to end like it did last season yeah let's 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 keep that narrative going see how that's yeah it works out they got receivers this year man yeah man joe connor um, they got uh, D Hop. They, yeah. they got some. They got some cats on it. And this dude, this dude is doing. This is the weirdest statement. This dude is doing what Mahomes can do at a different size. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. At a different, at a different height, at a different, at a disadvantage height wise. Patrick Mahomes. I was about to say the disadvantage Patrick, height. That's right. Patrick Mahomes mini. Yeah, oh, no, mini Patrick Mahomes, which is mini, so disrespectful. Mahomes. That's disrespectful to I don't know who. <laughs> You've got Patrick the iPhone Mahomes. Max, you've got the iPhone, and you got the iPhone Mini. Yo, that'd be, that'd be perfect marketing. Seriously, though. They could market that. That'd be a good marketing strategy. He would not be down for that. 
He would not at all. <laughs> the, the Patrick Mahomes <laughs> mini. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Who's left? Uh, I'm saving one for last. Okay, let's go to New England. Mac Jones. Mac Who? Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. Right. I give that to Trey because that's his favorite that's quarterback. His uh, yeah, I caught a little bit of it. I mean, I think he, you know, I think he looked decent. I think he looked decent. Um, I think they they actually they end up losing that one in the end on the turnover. Um, but yeah, he didn't look terrible. Um, as a matter of fact, let's see what his numbers were. Oh, you want his numbers? Um, who? Mac Jones. Dead space. Uh, 29 <laughs> out of 39, one touchdown, no interceptions, figures no turnover. He's like one of those smart, protect-the-ball kind of guy. I think he's going to be all right, man. He threw the ball almost 40 times, too. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Right. I, I think he's going to be all right. Um, I think that the Patriots, I expect a slow start out of them because they made a lot of changes. Any teams that make a lot of changes got to f- figure things out, right? So, all just right. like Washington, yeah. New England, I expect – you know, potential slow starts out of those teams. All right. Uh, let's go to the Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater. Who? Okay. Yeah. 28 of 36. Beat the Giants. The, the, bridge, the, bridge, the, the bridge. The bridge. The bridge. How many the touchdowns? Bridge. The, the bridge. Yeah, he was balling too. Yeah, he was. I think we've been, we've been saying, at least I know I've been thinking and saying if he just needed a shot. He, yeah, he, he sure yeah, did. He always did. Yeah, yeah, Since he, he tore his ACL in Minnesota, man, he just yeah. needed a shot. And he proved it when he was in New Orleans. Or um, yep. was it New Orleans? Yeah, it was. Or Carolina? Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, I think this is the last This is the last one I'll say for the segment, and then we'll move on to Daniel you. Jones was the Giants' leading rusher. <laughs> <laughs> are you, wait, are you kidding? Saquon who? Yeah. No, Saquon had 26 uh, yards. Daniel Jones had 27. Yeah, like 13 carries, didn't he? 13 to 26. Yo, that offense. 10 carries line, for 26 man. yards. Daniel That's Jones incredible. had six for 27. Wow. The quarterback That's... averaged four and a half yards per carry, and the running back averaged 2.6. That's good and terrible. Uh, All right, so two more. Uh, I'll go Matthew Stafford, LA Rams, who is right now, mm. I think he's 12 of 20. Well, he's winning. <laughs> 226 yards, two touchdowns. You know what, man? I have the Rams winning the Super Bowl this season. 12 16. Sorry. 12 16. Sorry. I, I, I think it was a fantastic move Matt by Sean McVay yeah. to get a veteran quarterback to go up against one of the best defenses um, or to go with one of the best defenses in the league and a superior offense. Um, they got Jalen Ramsey on defense, Sam, um, Sam Darnold, uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, on defense as well, they got some great receivers. Um, the, I, I have I have the Rams going at least going to the Super Bowl this year. So, so, so um, for the listeners, the game is on right now in the uh, third quarter, and Matthew Stafford is twelve for sixteen with two touchdowns. So yeah, but Andy Dalton, it's going well. The Bears, <laughs> well, no picks. More importantly, he has yeah, only picks. True, it, it, it's going well. Yeah, he probably won't. The, Bear, the Bears look that, like they're about. To it's score. twelve for sixteen, dude. He, he completed almost every pass. Who does he yeah. think he is? Justin Herbert. He thinks he's Matthew Stanford. With they're in the same city. <laughs> <laughs> he's Matthew Stanford with wide receivers again. Like, yes, that's just that's all he is. Yeah. All right. Last but not least. Um, oh uh, wait, hold up. No, I'm sorry. Andy Dalton is not in the game anymore. Yes, he is. No, he's not. They took him out. 
He is not in the game. They go back and forth. No, no, no. They yeah, go yeah, back yeah. and forth. He just right. threw a pass, bro. Like Justin, uh, Justin no, plays. He just no, threw a pass. No, no I'm, a, I'm ahead of y'all. I'm ahead bro, of y'all. They, no, they no, put, no, I'm saying they're going, they're doing like, they're a package. Flopping. Yeah, they're, yeah, doing, they're, they're just doing a package. I understand that, but I'm just saying what I just no, saw. <laughs> but <laughs> what? What they're I using just, they're using the young boy in the red zone. They didn't pull the guy. It's it's a they're doing like like Taysom Hill type of thing. Oh, but who was uh what was the uh, my man to play for the Steelers back in the day? Uh, the 49ers did that too. Oh, you talking uh, about uh, uh Cordell, Cordell Stewart? Cordell, Cordell. Stewart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The 49ers did that today too. They took Garoppolo. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is they they're they're doing that for a reason. Yeah, they get him you get him out of there. They're doing that for a reason. I'm telling you. Get, oh yeah, they're getting him ready. Redhead day about to be about it there. I'm talking about uh, this game, oh, which we shouldn't be talking about, but I'm just saying. All right. Last but not least, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> the GOAT. Which was a good game today. They had a, they had a, he, he ain't throw no touchdowns, but he had like a pick. Billy but goat? But they yeah, scared the Chiefs for a minute. <laughs> the no, Billy no, look, GOAT. No, no, look, look. Well, let me read his numbers. So he had 21 to 28, 321 yards, no touchdowns, but one pick. That's not bad, you know. That's that's that's, that's not bad, and that's at all. coming from Dennis, bro. Dennis never says anything good about Baker pick? Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-eight passes in one pick, man. His Dude, Baker man. Mayfield's most important stat today is he had one compliment from Dennis Turner. <laughs> <laughs> that's, true. that's true. That's true. I'm just saying he managed the game pretty well, like. And and then, like uh, John said, they scared the Kansas City. They won that game in the last minute, pretty much. They did. They did because so, they were they were breathing down their necks right 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 within yeah. the last minute of the game. And shout out to that Chubb. pick, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, <laughs> put up those numbers, man. That rushing game was is, is impressive. I don't right. think you should sleep on Baker Mayfield this season. I'm just telling y'all folks right now. He said that I don't believe in that. I don't care about that. I think that's just, <laughs> I think that's farce. I believe in Baker Mayfield before I believe in Daniel Jones. Mm. I'll give you that. Give but you I that. did. But I did pick Daniel Jones to win the division. <laughs> You're, you're conflicted. Your heart's conflicted, yo. <laughs> oh, no, with the NFC least. With the NFC least again. Uh, uh, last but not least, uh, the reason for Rogers and Rogers struggle today. Anybody? Um, that Saints defense put it on him. Do they ever start off good though? They ever like have a strong start? They usually just finish. Aaron Rodgers normally has, uh, he normally wins his season openers. They were too busy oh, okay. beefing during the offseason. Exactly. That's what it was. True that. True that. Off the his, field antics. His, his, um, his mind is not in the game yet. No. Like his mind is not on the field like it needs to be yet. I mean, he. I, I watched part of that game, man. He looked like Dwayne Haskins. He frustrated. Oh, wait, man. whoa. Okay. No, I'm not kidding, man. He threw. Hey, a man, Dwayne horrible... Haskins is one and zero this year, man. No, he's not. He threw a horrible <laughs> interception. Dwayne Haskins is one and zero, man. He's holding no, he's the not. He's on the team. No, he's not. He's not even holding the clipboard. He's third string. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. I mean, he's he's a water boy. boy. He he's not man. even holding the clipboard. He's third string. It's all man. fun and games till QB one goes down, and he Which still he... won't be in the game because he's QB three. Right, right, right. See, right, see, I'm on fries on. right now, but pretty soon I'll be on lettuce. <laughs> I'll be on lettuce. That's when, that's when I'll be throwing the big balls. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Askin says, I'm on fries now, but soon I'll be throwing big balls. That's, <laughs> that's the title. God. <laughs> well, all right. Wow. 
I, I remember that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get your predictions for the division winners um, of each um, division. I'll name the teams. You guys can just say who you think wins, and then we'll go to break. Okay. Uh, let's start with the uh, what you say. I'm just going on my list how I have it on on here because it's, it's backwards now. You put it, John. Um, let's start with the NFC East or NFC least. Uh, you have the Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, and a watch. It says Washington Redskins on here online. What? Mm. Washington football team. Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you go, let me let me um, do names and do picks. Uh, Trey, go. I think I'm sticking with Washington football team. I think that they get off to a slow start, but they end up winning the division. John. Uh, I did have the Giants, but I'm changing it to Dallas. Mm. Jay Hill. I'm going with Dallas because Dak is going to yeah. smash it and slang it. Ooh, <laughs> slang smash it. it and bang it. <laughs> <laughs> slang it. Oh, my God. Let me slang uh, it, Jerry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Trey don't know what that is. I, I, I guarantee you Trey don't know what that reference is. Trey, you know what that reference is? Smang it. Oh, you don't know Smang it? He don't know Smang it, man. Turquoise shout Jeep. Out, shout out Turquoise Jeep Records. You don't fry and fertilize? You don't fry and fertilize by a Turquoise Jeep? That's after that episode. That's after that episode. How you like your eggs, girl? Fry to fertilize. His face, though. His face, though. Turquoise Jeep Records. Let me smang it, baby. shit Can't say I'm familiar. I'm going to go uh, Dallas, Jesus, yeah, it just you know fifty eight passes and against my religion for almost four hundred yards. If he keeps that up, it's going to be hard to get them out of. The I hope Trey's right. I hope Trey's right. But all right, let's go NFC South: uh, Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Trey, <sighs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just because yeah. Tom Brady never. Yeah. Never pick against Tom Brady. John? I was going to say the Saints after what I saw today. And um, I also saw a stat that uh, um, the coach of the Saints, uh, Sean Payton, um, is very good at uh, turning quarterbacks' careers around positively, which we're starting to see with Jameis Winston. But And the Saints won last year. I'm sticking with the GOAT. Remember, the Saints won the division last year. Yeah. Remember the hill? If you all recall, my hot take a couple weeks ago was Tampa, Tampa don't <laughs> Tampa don't even make the playoffs. Ooh! Wow! So, After what you saw today. So, <clears throat> on that note, I'm going with the Saints. All right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Saints too. <laughs> <laughs> Trey's holding up a dark car's side. <laughs> Yo, that's so perfect. They get so much pub from us. It's crazy. They sure right? do. But it's car. negative pub. Trey bought a car. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. He's still. So do we. Oh, that's how it all got started. Yo. Wow. I'm going to go with the Saints, too, but not for the reason that Jay said. I just think they're going to play and they're going to win in division just because they're going to play well together. I don't know if they're going to win. They're going to win at all. I think that's still, you still have to go to Tampa Bay and uh, Kansas City for that. But um, they're going to win the division. All right. Uh, let's go to the NFC North. Uh, Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, and Minnesota Vikings. Trey. You know, if you this can. had been before today, I would have easily just said Green Bay. Well, after what I saw today, of I'm still going to say Green Bay. Yeah, no, man. Say, what? One game don't make a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can this be a Green Bay sweep? Can I just move through this? Because mm. if you look at the rest of the division, yeah, well, you go, here, well, my, ain't going to be none of them. Yeah. Here, here's Who's my take, though. Here's my hot take, though. What if the Bears start Justin Fields? I still don't have Then definitely Green Bay. Then definitely Green Bay. Green Bay. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, what, what I'm going with the Bears. Whoa. The Bears. All right, okay. That's if this is this is Aaron Rodgers last year. It's not starting off very well. He might pick it up the, towards the, the end. The Rams are currently crippled walking on the Bears. I know, but they're doing it without Justin Fields. I think at some point Andy Dalton. They're playing take Nate Dog. Like they just scored. Mm-hmm. Now they're playing Nate Dog. Like they're yeah, crip walking. They're, they are. <laughs> they're gonna sit That's Andy exact Dalton. Song playing. And Justin Fields is gonna take is gonna take the helm. And that's gonna be it. It's gonna be a wrap. I think Chicago wins. All right, let's move on to NFC West. Arizona, Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle, C- uh, Seattle uh, Seahawks. How about say Super This Rams. one's tough. This one is a tough one. This one is super I, tough. It's not tough Any of those I'm teams could Seattle. technically win. I'm going to pick Seattle off the break. I am too. I'm, I'm going gonna, with the Rams. I'm going for a hot take with the Rams because of yeah. Matthew right. Stafford. Did you see your boy Jimmy G? Uh, he's, how many touchdowns did he score? Like three or four? I don't today? believe in him. Yeah, that was after his first uh, fumble snap. Yo, that's probably yeah. the best, easily the best division in the NFC, bro. Yeah, that I'll might be. That. I'm, I'm going with uh, the Rams, though. All right, Rams, Rams, Seattle, Seattle. Uh, let's move on to the AFC East. You have the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, no way in hell. <laughs> no, that's not how it goes. That is not how this all goes. <laughs> I mean... Um, how is how is Miami and the AFC East if they already in the South? They're all, all the way down there. How come they're not in the AFC South? It's the Eastern Western. Seaboard. Um, so when they when they broke the divisions <laughs> up into uh four from three, they tried to keep all the rivalries intact. And uh-huh. if you remember, John, you're the oldest out of all of us. So if you Whoa. remember the eighties and nineties, the Dolphins and the Shibble. Bills in the East were the Yes, they were I everything. Yeah. I do remember that. So you don't separate them. That's they true, but they them. but they're not rivals anymore. It's it's the Dolphins and the Patriots. Yeah, but yeah. the history is the what Bills that, and the those Steelers are rivals. based off. Yeah, they can change it now. Um, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Wait, okay, Dolphins. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm definitely not doing I'm, that. I'm not going to do that. I'm definitely, definitely going with the Bills. I'm going to say it's yeah, going to either I, be the, the it, it's either the Bills. The hot take would be the Patriots if Absolutely. if, Who if everything that uh, if everything that Bill uh, Belichick did in the offseason comes together, then hot take is the Patriots. But I think it's the Bills. Who did the yeah. Bills lose to today? The Steelers. The Steelers. They, they lost to Dwayne Haskins. I'm not concerned about that. I'm going with the Dolphins. All right, Dolphins. Uh, I got Bills. Uh, Jay. Dwayne Haskins was on Gatorade. I got the Pats. Pats. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey. Who? Mac Jones. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. All right. We split on that one. Buffalo Jim Patriots. Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas. <laughs> All right. AFC South. Houston, Texas. Texans. Well, uh, Annapolis, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Annapolis ah! Colts. Yeah. Houston, Texas, and Annapolis Colts. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody going with Carson Wentz, so we can get them uh, get him up out of there. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and Tennessee Titans. Ew, oh, Jaguars. Tennessee got arrested today. Arrested development. 
to Tennessee. Yo, Tennessee. This, Tennessee. Is the worst, this is the worst conference of the worst division. I don't yeah, know. they got Tennessee got rocked today. But Tennessee's uh, not bad. They got beat today, but they they Tennessee is not bad. Like Would you say know. Jacksonville, Tennessee, Houston, uh, and who? Colts. Colts. Oh, oh god. I'm gonna pick Jaguars. Is Carson Wentz still starting? You gonna pick the Jaguars? With Urban Meyer? I, I'm not it's not Urban Meyer, it's, it's Trevor. Tim Tebow? <laughs> what? Is uh Carson Wentz still starting? Yeah, for now. He getting bounced around on the football field. He getting sacked where he go when he's Tennessee. Playing. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go with I'll go with Tennessee. Tennessee, okay. They got they got Julio Jones. I really don't know. If he can stay healthy. Tennessee. Yeah, I mean that's. I think take me to another place. Tennessee too. All right, that's three Tennessee, and I'm going to be the the black sheep and say Jags. They were one in fifteen this year. I mean last year, so they're going to be (laughs) one in (laughs) sixteen. All right, uh, let's go to the AFC North: Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Fuck this division. Well, this is a tough one. Yeah, this is another this tough one. Is, this shit is hellish every this is I don't a tough even know, one. decade. It, it's is not, the word. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, so and who? This is a if, tough one. I mean, uh, not Pittsburgh. If who? Uh, Big Ben gets hurt, they're out. Right? Nah, because they defense. They but defense at the same so. time, Big Ben has been, he's kind of right. old he's, now. Yeah, exactly. It's not really, him. It's not him. He ain't really now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See? Wait a minute. Ben Roethlisberger had 33 touchdowns and 10 picks last year for 3,300 yards. Yeah. It's hard to say it's not him. It's definitely not he's Ben. He's a part of it. He's a yeah. part of it. <laughs> it's definitely I'm not I'm just ben. saying he's not the same anymore, though. He's not, not being but the same. those he's numbers... Those he's numbers. Putting up, he's putting up better than average numbers in most. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> is. Not being been of old. Yep, he was eighteen for thirty-two today for one hundred and eighty-eight yards and one TD. That's better than what Haskins names just now. We just <laughs> named it Haskins. Yeah. Haskins, no Haskins filled forty-seven Gatorade cups. Wow, <laughs> oh, man. No. no, he didn't. He was wow. 23 or 40. He, he picked oh, up. He missed, oh, he, missed, he missed a bunch of Gatorade cups today. <laughs> he picked up 27 <laughs> towels. He cleaned yo. up 32 jock straps. Yo, uh, no, yo, no, pick yo, a team, uh, dog. Pick a team. Uh, uh, get the good in this out your heart. Pick a team. Oh, uh, so fucked Ravens, up for that. Eagles, Brown Steelers. Pick somebody and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have a I'm going to go with the up. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> They almost beat Kansas City today. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. The Baltimore Ravens are beyond injured. Yeah. Um, It's one good thing, which is bad to say. Dwayne Haskins was 12 of 48 in water cups. (laughs) (laughs) That's a title. 12 of 48 in water cups. Uh, I'm going with Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. <laughs> he had water cup interceptions. The other team was hydrated. Wait, who you who you say you say who you say, John? They got a video of man in the water I said cup. Cleveland. <laughs> they got a video of man in the water cup to the Bills. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oops. They got, oh, a, oh. they got a video of him on the other sideline. <laughs> filling water cups. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. I'm on the wrong side. He was taking a selfie with the fan. 
I'm taking yeah. a selfie with the fan. Jay, who you got, man? <laughs> man, um, I like to think uh, <gasps> the Bengals are going to really get it together and actually get a W <laughs> this, this time. And win the division? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's lofty, but yeah. Well, I mean, if Joe Barrow keeps playing well, gonna, I mean, the Ravens well. haven't played yet, but I know, like Trey said, they're basically now uh, a oh, walking parts. handicap space. <laughs> like parts. Yeah, they injured. <laughs> yeah, they real so, injured. So, I mean, uh, so tough. Oh, let's see. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Dwayne Haskins fumbled the jock straps. Oh, sure. Come on, man! <laughs> Leave that man alone. <laughs> All right, so I, I want to. What wanna, did the five fingers say to his face, Dwayne Haskins? <laughs> I want to pick the Bengals too, because I think really good quarterback play. play I, get, I think with good quarterback play, Joe Burrow might be the answer did to you just their woes. Joe Burrow? Yeah. Mm. Wow, and? that's two. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, and Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield. Yo, so, so we, if I have to pick. We need to star LNB. this episode, man. Hey, is there anything you want to say AFC. about Joel Embiid tonight? <laughs> Draymond Green. He just fell in love with the AFC. Listen, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm picking the lesser of the two evils. I think uh, Burrow is a better quarterback than Mayfield. So if I had to go off quarterback play, I'm going to pick Burrow, which means I'm going to pick the Bengals. I don't believe in Pittsburgh going anywhere far, and I don't think the Ravens have enough to get anywhere in the division. To stop anybody. Right. right. So I'm going to pick the Bengals, so we're split on that. Uh, moving on All to right. the AFC West. Um, hold up. Let me write that. Uh, oh, Denver Broncos, Kansas. Uh-oh, I lost the page. Chiefs, Raiders, Denver, Chargers, Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the last one. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. Uh, Trey, go. Chiefs. John. Oh boy. Uh Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. No, Broncos, what? Chiefs, Raiders. Broncos got two teams in the division. That's what's up. Broncos, yeah. Broncos, Broncos Chiefs, Chief Broncos. The Tampaneers, Tampaneer Buccaneers. Tampaneer Buccaneers. <laughs> who is it? Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, and who? Chargers. The Chargers. Chargers. Man. Same don't G-A-O. don't sleep on the Raiders. Supercharged. Yeah, it's hard, I'm, right? I like I'm going with the Raiders. I like ooh. Ooh. I Over think. the Chargers and the Chiefs? Yes. Fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> you just watched the Chargers play today. <laughs> yes, but wait till you see the Raiders tomorrow night. Derek Carr is gonna go on a tear, yo. You going with the Raiders? Telling you. Fuck out of here. Tearing what? <laughs> paper bags? Tearing what? Paper bags? Yo, that's so oh, that's Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> All right, Jay, Jay, you go, man. Who you got? Hell to the what? Chiefs. There you go. All right. And I'm going to say, man, this is this is. I like Dwayne like Dwayne Haskins was sacked by a jock strap today. <laughs> Yo, sacked by a jock strap. Just think about. It. Yo, Yo I, like, I like Teddy. Teddy's. You like Teddy's. Yo, what you the. Like- <laughs> I like he was Teddy. sacked. I like Teddy. <laughs> Josh. I'm going to go Chiefs. It's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes in that offense, man. As long as, right. long as Kelsey's healthy and exactly. Tyreek is out there doing what he's doing, it's kind of hard to go against with them boys. They play well in September. I know that. Well, he plays well all year, technically. Like, damn time. Look at his huh? nuts. I mean, I said, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Dang. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. 
This is sports and things. Run this run the music, please. <laughs> Get the six dead. I was trying to write this episode is over. We gotta go to break. We, know, we, know, we, we could never do an episode on a day other than Thursday, yo. <laughs> this show just got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go to break. This is too much. I can't. I can't this nuts. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. It will not be the title of the episode. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. Let's go to break. Let's go to break. We can't keep it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Look at his nuts! <laughs> <sighs> hey everybody, John Lane here. I want to let you guys know exactly where you can find us online. On Instagram and Facebook, it's at Sports and Things. The spelling, S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore and underscore things, T-H-I-N-G-Z. Yeah, we had to spell it that way. On Twitter, it's at IsSports. That's capital I, capital Z, sports with a Z. And you can find us there and get the latest updates on all things sports and all things music and all things things. Be sure to click the follow button too. Now let's get back to the program. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into our next subject, which is... um women's tennis or tennis in general but we'll talk specifically about um naomi osaka in her uh, i guess her mental state in her playing of this year uh should we be worried about naomi in her future in the sport of tennis um she's backed out of a well she lost um uh she lost to an unranked player in the u.s open i think last week if i'm not mistaken but she's been uh but this year she's not playing Really bad, but she's seventeen to five, uh, seventeen and five, which isn't the worst. But she's been noted to have backed out of a couple of events, and um, I guess more notably, has been speaking out about mental health and like taking breaks from. But she said, um, she said after the loss that when she wins a match, uh, she feels that it's an accomplishment. But when she loses a match, she's very, very, very sad. And she says, I should feel elated and happy when I win a match, but I don't feel that way. And she says, there's something wrong and I need to I need to figure it out. So, yeah, she she's got something going on. I'm not exactly sure what it is. She might not just have maybe maybe she she just doesn't have a love for the game. I mean, that and like a winner's mentality or. A player's mentality, which is when you lose, you you let it go. Like losing is a part of it. Like to become a dominant player, you have to let go of the losses, right? Like you have to be able to like take the losses with the wins. And like you said, John, if you love the game, win or lose, you still compete in every. Like Kobe, win or lose, he competed every time he stepped on the court. Period. Michael Jordan, same thing. I mean, if you want to take a two tennis. Serena, when she was when she's playing in her most dominant tennis, you know, the last couple of years, she played every match like it was like the last match she was going to play, you know, and I think 
even when you talk about if you, I mean, the, the the issue I've always had with um, Naomi Osaka is that they compare her to Serena, and it's hard to compare her to a player when she's never had that dominance over the game. So, and she's never had that dominant mental mentality of a player that has the will and the need to win. Um, well, they wanted to compare her to Serena because of the first time she beat her. But the crazy thing about that is when she beat Serena, um, they they crucified her. They, they crucified Naomi because it was like, it was like, um, you know, someone, it was like a villain just took down, you know, the, the goat. Batman, right. Well, you know what I mean? The first time she beat Serena, the the thing that happened was that they they took the credit away from Naomi because yeah the points that they took away from Serena which caused her to lose that match like so she didn't really she really didn't beat Serena as much as as a Serena beat judge, herself yeah or the, the judge gave those points to well, Naomi. she didn't beat Serena uh, I think Naomi won if that makes sense she didn't beat Serena yeah but yeah but, yeah, but naomi won the match you took because they took serena out of the match right right yeah, yeah I get so you. it was like process of elimination but yeah. all that to say i think that's kind of what started this whole demise of her mental state because here's this young girl who looks up to serena williams wants to be like serena williams she ends up winning a match against serena williams and they just go in on her and it's like, I'm, this is supposed to be a, a really good night for me. And she's supposed to be celebrating. And I think that speaks a lot about young players and young athletes. Because the same thing kind of happened to Simone Biles when she was in the Olympics. And she had to drop out. She had to drop out of a, 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 a competition in the middle of the Olympics. And then came back and won bronze. So, um, I don't know if it's a, a woman's thing. Um, you don't necessarily hear about a lot of this mental depression among male athletes very much. Um, so I don't quite know. I, I can't really wrap my, my mind around, ar around that whole issue. Well, you know, with, with men's sports in particular, you can't show any real signs of weakness because players would use that against you. You can't come out and say, I mean, there, are, there have been players that came out and spoke up against mental illness and mental wellness, but like that doesn't really show up during a season. Like you can't be mentally not tough during a season. You have to be both physically and mentally tough because the seasons are long. They're hard and they're very physically straining. And that's not to take anything away from women's tennis because they play just as they play all year round. So they're, they're taxing their bodies all year round. I think with um, the case of Naomi, she's able to speak out against mental health and what she does is she'll take breaks like she'll she'll opt out of tournaments and you're opting out of major events at at a prime age you're 23 years old you're opting out of events that arguably serena would never opted out of 23 like she couldn't serena and venus at 23 couldn't opt out of those events they had to play they had to play they had to be dominant and they had to show mental toughness now we're at a point where it's accepted, I think, globally, which is which I'm not taking anything away from it. It's fine. But I think that's where her, her real issue comes in in terms of whether or not we should be worried about whether or not she's going to even, either, even going to continue in the sport because she's not even showing herself to be like, I want to continue to play. 
It's like now the question is, is she even going to compete? I you know, fear so. we're going to see a lot more of this, not not just from <clears throat> Naomi and Simone, but we're going to see more of this from, um, I think, more female athletes than male athletes, to be honest with you, maybe some WNBA players. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. I will tell you that uh, mass media does not help. Uh, the reporters and the journalists and the people who are writing stories and doing the interviews especially, they are definitely not helping Uh because and we've all seen malice at the palace now and we've seen how mass media can completely stir the pot to make it look like something that it's not so uh naomi's kind of woke on that and she's she's put it to them and turned the question back on them to make them answer the question so um yeah i i fear we're gonna see more of this i fear i i even think some of these male athletes are gonna start speaking out about mental health i mean we saw andrew luck i mean i know that was more of a, an injury thing but that was to protect his mental state he was like i can't play this game anymore because mm -hmm. uh, he was just getting tore up and down the court same with lamarcus aldridge of course he came back but um i, I think a lot a lot more players are going to start speaking out about it it just is it's interesting because it the mental component to any sport is there like you have to have the mental i mean and i think like with a team with a sport like tennis it's just such a it's such a singular sport you're out there by yourself you're competing against two things yourself and the other player more so yourself than anything else because it's like a really long chess match and then you have the added point of like line judges and like if we go back to that moment when she played the match against serena and that whole debacle that went down you had to watch serena basically say it's not fair for 10 minutes like you're, yeah you're i mean she stood up for her yeah like you're cheating me out of like two things you're cheating me out of my my chance to win this match fairly and then you're taking her win away from her you're taking her win time. away from her yeah yeah so it's like yeah this isn't fair across the board and that went on for like 10 minutes you watched serena out there complaining to this this um the line judge and it was like what do you do at that point like as because we're talking like this is two three years ago naomi was 19 yeah she's just <laughs> coming into herself as a player and she's playing arguably the best or the best tennis player of all time and then what's happening is oh you can't beat her is probably what's going like you can't beat her like because they're not even going to give it to you fairly at this point they're going to they're going to give it to you by taking it away from her because they don't want her to win so it's almost like it just didn't count. Yeah, exactly. Like you put an asterisk beside her win. And it's like, now, you, now you're never, every time they mention that win, it's going to be like, well, this is what actually happened. You took two points away from Serena. So you really didn't win that match. Like you got the cup. Like that's your cup. It's your name on the cup. But really, if Serena wouldn't have had that thing happen, we would be looking at a, the same champion, not a new champion. And that's, that's unfair to her. Like real talk, that's unfair to her. So I, I, I hope that, I hope that the, the mental wellness and the mental health thing takes over it completely with sports. And they take the time to actually acknowledge that that's a part of it. Like you have to give these players breaks. They're, they're pushing themselves to the limit physically every day for their sport. And they've been doing it since they were kids. I would Dude, argue that's that Naomi been playing since she was like two or three years old, maybe. So do some of these leagues have these people in place in case of things like, like, like therapists, or is that something they just got to hire on their own? 
I think a lot of teams do, but when you're talking about tennis, that's a, like that's you and your coach. You know what I'm saying? Like you show up with your coach and that's, that's your team for the most part. Like you have, you have to hire somebody. I don't know if tennis has like a, a special on the field for every tournament. I mean, they play a lot of tournaments. We, we really just talking about the majors or, or the grand slams, but they play 25, 30 tournaments a year. I'm sure they don't have mental people, like mental people in place at all these places to kind of deal with this, you know, for player having to take time to get themselves mentally prepared to go out on the field, on the court and play. So maybe that's the thing they should examine. It's not like they don't have the money for it. They definitely got the money for it. You know, so we'll see. I mean, I, I wish her all the best. I just think it's, I think she's been given, she's been dealt an unfair uh, disadvantage and being compared to Serena, one, having to play Serena the way she did and then win that championship the way she did and have them discredit that championship the way they did and discredit Serena at the same time. Like, so you have all this negative energy around your first major win. And that's not cool. Like that's at a very young age. Yeah, at a very young. That's not cool. And then you have to deal with that every time you step onto a major Grand Slam. Like, yeah. are they going to give this to me? Or do I have to? I have to play it. I have to live it to a certain standard. And you're chasing. You're chasing the ghost at that point. You're chasing Serena's ghost at that point too. But I think everybody in the sport is kind of chasing that ghost. I mean, even in the men's side, like they're chasing uh, Djokovic right now, who's trying to get the twenty-first Grand Slam. And but he just lost. Yeah, he he won't get yeah, it. He, did he lose. just lost. Yeah. You know. But think about it like this. There is no conversation about his mental health or his mental his mental capacity to play the sport. Never comes up. So it's like right. it's you know men and women. It's it's weird. It's like this weird balance. And if he spoke out against it, it would be more accepted amongst that sport across the board. But he's not going to say nothing like that, like because he has to be mentally tough to go and play the next match. So didn't, didn't uh, Hispanic girl win the women's U.S. Open? Uh, a, a young Hispanic girl. Yeah, she'd be <clears throat> uh, eighteen year old, be the nineteen year old. They said it's the first time it's been a teenage final since ninety nine. Wow! Yeah, it was it's great. getting younger and younger, man. They, you know, they they playing, man. It's 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 pretty cool. I'm trying to look it up now. Hold up, one. I can't spell. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, another thing I I just wanted to really quickly bring up, kind of on topic. Uh, we were talking about Djokovic. No one's bringing up Djokovic's mental health. Um, I think some of these players take it upon themselves to handle their mental health uh, a certain way so that they can win games so it doesn't affect their mental health. I, I heard a story about a tennis player, and I can't think of his name. He's a young tennis player. Um, and he has been... Uh, I guess kind of slandered by fans because what he will do is he will he will request breaks yeah. where he will go into the locker room for like seven minutes yep. because his opponent is surging. Yep. And if his opponent is much older, it's much more difficult for older players to get, to get back into their rhythm. Oh, yeah. So what he, he will do is he'll play a mental game and he'll take a break for like seven minutes, come back and then completely slaughter them. And someone told me that Djokovic was very famous for doing that first. And that's where this guy got it from. So it's all about, you know, in the state of competition, winning means everything to them. That was kind of like the mind state of, of Jordan, the mind state of Kobe. It was just. I need to win this game mm -hmm. in order to, in order to, for my confidence 
to be maintained. I think LeBron is a different story. With LeBron, he wanted to win, but he wanted to win. Um, he wanted to win more as a team rather than just putting the team on his back. I think that's that's what LeBron's mental was like in the very beginning, and he later found out that he couldn't be Jordan and it couldn't be Kobe. And when he went to Miami, he's like, you know what? I got to do this a different way. So well, I feel like he, a lot of these athletes have a different way of handling their mental their mental state. Yeah, and you know what? And to add to the LeBron conversation, like we always have the conversation about playoff LeBron being different from regular season LeBron. Like yep. he puts on a different hat when he goes into playoff mode. And a lot of these players do. They they know the regular season, and we, we're talking specifically about basketball. Um, the regular season is the regular season. You just want to make it into like the top five seeds or the, the top seven seeds of the playoffs and then you have to turn on another part of yourself another part of your mental uh capacity to be mentally tough to play in the playoffs because we all know the playoffs are different from the regular season so it's not like um i I think lebron you're right lebron doesn't have the same killer mentality that kobe had and michael had give me the ball get out the way but playoff lebron is like we need to win like I'll, i'll shut everything down to win like you know, and if if it has to run through me, it'll run through me. So you know, and I, when you when you take it back to tennis, like you have to use your competitive edges. However, you got to use them. If they allow you to take seven minutes to get somebody cold, take your seven minutes. You know what I'm saying? So, I think at the end of it, we just I don't want to see anybody play poorly, and I don't want to see anybody have to step away from the game because they're playing poorly or they have something going on mentally. So wish Naomi the best you know yeah. hope she gets back to a place where she feels like she's playing the sport that she loves because she loves to play it and then you know we hope that any player that has something to say about mental health or mental wellness can go on and say that and not be ostracized before before um and I think that's it we, we can move on to the next subject uh and that is John Lane presents the sports and things news all right since uh Trey talked through that whole last segment I'm gonna go ahead and uh take over here um, I'm John Lane, and this is the Sports and Things News. Yay. On Sunday, September 12th, 2000, Dark Cars. Trey's <laughs> holding up the Dark Cars sign. Uh, 2021, it is one day after the 20th anniversary of That's uh, the, crazy. the attacks of September 11th. Of, That's crazy. Does not feel like it was 20 years ago. At all. Um, so... In the news, this really isn't news. I just wanted to go ahead and acknowledge all the people that we lost in New York, in Pennsylvania, and in Washington, Mm D.C. 20 years ago yesterday uh, during the September 11th attacks. uh, I'll tell you where I was. I was at Howard University taking a class. My class was in the basement of the Fine Arts Building, and um, there was no cell phone service. So, uh, because... We were on the Edge Network, so I had no idea what was going on. My class started at 8 o'clock, and I think the first tower got hit, like, at 8.30. And so um, as I got out of class to go to my next class, nobody was in class. So I called up one of my homeboys. I'm like, yo, where are you at? He was like, "Uh, I'm at home because we're under attack. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, uh, you need to get to a TV right now. So um, 
I went outside and on campus there's just people running all over the place and there was a food truck outside of the campus and they had like a portable television and people were crowded around the television and that's when we found out that the Pentagon got hit so I got in my car it took me four hours to get home from Howard to yeah. Northern Virginia <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so yep. that's where I was where were you Trey um, I was on my way <laughs> I was, I was arriving on campus at University of Maryland, and uh, a young lady that I knew came up to me and was like, a plane, a plane just, like, she's like frantic, a plane just crashed into the uh, World Trade Center, and I was like, oh, dang, that's messed up. You know, I'm thinking, like, that's bad, right, but right. I wasn't thinking it was what it was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I went to class, um, we had our class, it was normal. And then after class, I stopped by the stu student union because there was time in between my classes. And I get there, it's crowded. There's people everywhere. It's crowded around the TVs and the news is on and people are crying and all this stuff is happening. And people are on cell phones trying to seem like they're trying to reach loved ones. And it was all wild. And I started learning that what had happened. So um, then I realized, you know, how serious and the significance of the event. Actually, that's funny uh, you said that because someone when I when I called my homeboy, he was like, he's he said the same thing. He's like, "Yo, a plane hit hit the World Trade Center." I was like, "What kind of an idiot would fly a plane into the World Trade Center?" And then right, that, it was like it was an accident. That's what I first thought. Exactly. And then when I went outside, they were like, "Yo, another plane hit the World Trade Center." I was like, "Oh shit, we're under attack." <laughs> and then then they said something about the Pentagon, and I'm just like, "Whoa, right." right. And then I, I remember you hop on the beltway, there's tanks and stuff on the beltway. And I'm just like, okay, this is real. And there's nobody out there. Nobody driving, there's tanks all on the beltway. And <laughs> so I'm just like, this is... This what about you, Jay Hill? Oddly enough, John, I was at Howard as well. Oh. I was working at, uh, I was working in the accounts payable building. And, really? Um, yeah, man. I didn't even realize that when you said that. I was like, yo, that's where I was. Because I remember vividly um, clocking into work, sitting down on my computer, and you can start to hear people here and there. Like, because this is before you could really like watch stuff in real time on the computer, especially with all the firewalls and stuff. So you right. could like listen to radio. That's what. That that's basically what it was. It was like, I want to say it was Russ Parr, to be honest with you. I want to say it was probably Russ Parr because I don't think it was Donnie. I think Donnie was, wasn't on at that time. I think it was Russ Parr. And he was like, um, this is not a joke. Uh, we have learned that a plane has hit the South Tower of the World Trade Center. And it was like, whoa. And I remember like we were all in the office, like just like listening, like, yo, this is wow. Huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that, that's what like it was in real mm -hmm. time that's the thing mm -hmm. that was so crazy about it. I was like yeah man that's crazy like I mean you wonder like and then it's just a pause it's like oh my god a second plane has now hit the yeah. other and it was like oh boy and then it was like all right everybody go home and just like you I was living in Silver Spring at the time it took me about three hours and I remember the whole yeah. time my mom was calling me like where are you what are you doing because my mom was she had moved out of the DC area by that time so it was like no we're good we're good you know because by that time no one had any idea what was next right Subway right next and we didn't know who did it 
is the subway system next? Is yeah. uh, are they going to shut down the credit card system? It's like ATMs going to drop? You know, every, nobody knew anything, so it was like just get to your house. I'm trying. I'm in traffic. And what was <laughs> I, crazy? I what, what was even more crazy was listening on the radio as I was going home and finding out that both towers came down. Yeah. That was the other thing that nobody really knew. That, that shit was that, that was that was announced man. later on. It was like, yeah. uh, I think we're not sure, but I think the first tower has now collapsed. Yeah. Oh, and then and it, yeah, it was and then like, the second one came down, yeah. and people were like, "Yo, this is." Yeah, it was wild. Where were you, Dennis? I was uh, I was actually in Norfolk. At, I was in class at Norfolk State. Uh, I remember coming out of I was in the music department, so I came out of my first class and went to the lobby. And it was on the TV in the lobby, and I, I BS you not, like it was, you, know, you see the you see the first building on fire, like you see the you know the fire from the level, and then the second plane, they, they show the second plane fly into the second. Right, because it's a live look now. Oh wait, right. this live look. Oh yeah. yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is not uh, like this is not a delayed replay. This is live footage. We just saw. Satellite. Yeah. So, and, you know, Norfolk <coughs> is a big naval base area. So they shut everything down in Norfolk. Mm -hmm. Everything was shut down. Like as soon as the second plane hit, leave campus, go home. And I remember driving home on 395 and driving and seeing the hole in the Pentagon. Like you could see it was on a, it was on a, I don't know what side when you're coming in from Virginia, but you could see the hole in the building Yeah. Like when you're driving into the city. And it's like, yo, this is crazy. Like, mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I was. And it's, it's just still, still to this day, it's one of those memories that you're never, we, we were a part of something that how people equated to, like I heard um, uh, Amir say it earlier. He's like, you know, our generation it's like our we our generation has a a pearl, pearl harbor event, event. <laughs> like yeah. yeah you know it's crazy like we have one and it's like you know it's crazy so yeah yeah by the way shout out to um uh amir aka odyssey his <laughs> it's kind of funny uh his son was born not funny yesterday <laughs> It's kind. Of, it's kind of weird. Kind of ironic. Wow. But um, Amir Muhammad's son, <laughs> Safwan <laughs> Muhammad, was born on September 11th. So, yeah. uh, congratulations to he and his wife Aziza. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, some good news coming from Britney Spears. Trey, what? Britney Spears says, "Hit me, baby, one more time." She's engaged to who? What? She's engaged. Sources yeah. close to Britney. And with direct knowledge, tell TMZ, this is no joke. Britney is indeed engaged. That's uh, we're told this is a Neil Lane diamond ring, no relation, which is a top of the line um, uh, diamond. Mm -hmm. Sam's manager, Brandon Cohen, um, that's, I believe, is Britney's uh, fiance. Sam proposed to Britney Sunday at her home. They were told that Roman Malayev of Forever Diamonds uh, in New York City is the ring designer. And Cohen adds, the couple made their long-standing relationship official today and are deeply touched by the support, dedication, and love expressed to them. If you go to her Instagram, you can see she's posing with her boyfriend or now fiancé Sam with a gigantic diamond ring. Um... And if you scroll back even more, a couple of posts, you'll see some naked photos of her. With the ring? Posted. Not with the ring yet. No. Um, she posted an ass shot uh, 
on her Instagram. Okay. Uh, she's like covering her boobs and showing showing her ass. Uh, what? So yeah. her conservatorship, um, I think her father, I think is uh, her father's like filing a lawsuit on the conservatorship. Uh, the, it's it's growing hairs right now, and I do fear that Brittany's going to go off the deep end here now that she's free, instead of getting the proper and necessary help. So hopefully her fiance will. will Speaking fix of mental this. health. Yeah, really, really, you, you you ain't lying about that. Um, so today, a photo was released of Russell Westbrook. Oh my gosh! And um, where's my mute button? Russell Westbrook posted a photo on Instagram where he is wearing a skirt, and I don't think it's a kilt. It's not. It's definitely a skirt. And this goes back to the whole Kid Cudi uh, scene where he was wearing dresses and skirts. So TMZ says Kid Cudi is back to wearing dress-like garments, but a new fellow has emerged, something similar. Uh, Russell Westbrook posted photos this weekend of himself in New York for NYFW, and he was wearing none other than a skirt or maybe a kilt underneath a cardigan sweater. (laughs) He also has some black boots to offset the cream color scheme, not to mention blue hair. Same hero, new boots. I didn't see the hair. His caption referenced lyrics from Kendrick Lamar's verse on Baby Keem's new single, Family Ties. Don't address me unless it's with four letters. R.W., who they're calling Russ Westbrook, is wearing Tom Brown, which is definitely all about the Scottish kilt look. Oh, man. Anybody know the significance of that line? No. I don't. I don't know what the four letters mean. Uh, me neither. Goat. Are you serious? I thought it was No, G-O-A-T. Is that what it is? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I think, I mean, well, actually, I think Lamar has mentioned King before, but I feel it's like it's Goat. about King, I thought. It's right. Old, yeah. I thought it was Goat, though. No, that's Tom Brady. <laughs> or Matthew Stafford, who just threw for 321 yards. Skirt is five letters, right? Skirt. (laughs) So is dress. Well, however you want to say it. Yeah. Or spell it. All right. Finally, on Sports and Things News, um, the shit really hit the fan today. (laughs) At FedEx FedEx Field. It hit a lot of them. Literally, (laughs) the shit hit the fan. Um, A story by Zach L. Khatib from Sporting News. Uh, Something stinks at FedEx Field, and it's not the Washington football team. Um, The video, which was credited to Instagram account TommyOB5, surfaced on social media showing a pipe that bursted at Sunday's Washington football team L.A. Chargers game, spilling its contents onto unfortunate fans below. While it's uncertain exactly what was in the pipe, Fans shown on the video seem to believe it was raw sewage. Wow. Several people can be heard talking about the pipe, with one saying, that's sewage, before joking, that's how we celebrate. (laughs) Another fan later responds, they don't do that down in Carolina. Uh, The Washington football team has not responded to or addressed the incident at FedEx Field, which, built in 1997, is the NFL's 22nd oldest stadium. 
FedEx Field received a foot of new grass and soil prior to 2021's NSL season. It's first complete innovation since the stadium first opened. That is a damn shame. Amazon just needs to go ahead and buy the property at RFK. I'm John Lane. That's the Sports and Things News. Thank you, John Lane. Uh, we appreciate that. And let's move on to the others of the week. And we'll start with Artists of the Week. And I will go with Trey. Um, my Artist of the Week, I'm going to go with uh, trumpeter Terrence Blanchard and the E-Collective. Um, our album I was listening to is the live uh, E-Collective live album from 2018, hmm. uh, which is a follow-up to the 2015 Breathless album. Uh, which references the death of Eric Garner. Um, so, um, E Collective Live, f- cool album. Definitely check it out. Terrence Blanchard is a uh, trumpeter known for um, his jazz music as well as uh, some film uh, scoring type stuff he did. I think he did the uh, what was the uh, the movie about Vietnam with. Uh, the Spike Lee one, um, the Five Brothers. The Five, Five Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think Terrence Blanchard did that one, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, Terrence Blanchard, my artist right. of the week. To uh, him, uh, I'm going with um, this group that my boy put me on to because he's a part of it, the Black Light Collective, which is actually the brainchild of Dave McMurray. Uh, sax player out of Detroit. Uh, Dave basically is um, in the 60s and 70s. So, uh, but it's a nice collection of, of uh, some pretty pretty dope musicians, I would say. And um, they got a new project that's out basically entitled The Black Light Collective. So, check them out. Cool, cool. And John? My artist of the week is Steve Coleman. Alto saxophonist from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He is uh, the winner of the um, what's that? I can't think of that award. It's a it's a historic award that's only given to certain people. Uh, the MacArthur MacArthur Award. Uh, he won that about four years ago. Uh, he's an incredibly innovative uh, composer and musician. Uh, I was very fortunate to perform with him on a couple of festivals in Germany and Paris. Um, and Sean Rickman is his drummer primarily. And um, he's got a lot of albums out. Kind of hard to find him on Spotify, but he's he's got a couple on Spotify. But uh, you might have to go digging a little bit deeper to find his material. A lot of odd time meter stuff uh, that a lot of you Fusion Cats would really enjoy. Steve Coleman. And my artist of the week, I'm going to go R&B and uh, celebrate her because she just got her master's back as well. Anita Baker. Um, So go stream her music so she can not get paid as much as she should be paid, but she'll get something for that uh, for those streams. And, you know, uh, shout out to Anita Baker for always having quality music and quality music. She fly, haircut like Anita Baker, looked up and down, said, hmm, I'll take her. Okay. Is her husband still getting half her money? Ooh. Or ex? It, oh, yeah. I didn't hear about that. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I can tell you guys. Half Eddie. Her, uh, her, um, her diva. But I'll say that for another episode. Cause, yep. Yeah. <laughs> right, Moving uh, on. Let's go to the others of the week. Uh, documentaries, books, uh, and or movies. Uh, John. 
Uh, my documentary of the week is Blood Brothers, which is the documentary. Oh, I got uh, that's in my list. Yeah, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. Um, it's inspired mm-hmm. by uh, these two cats, Randy Roberts and Johnny Smith's book. Um, and it kind of like traces Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali's friendship, um, of which we all remember Muhammad Ali changed his name um from cassius clay because he joined the nation of islam and all that so the connection between he and malcolm x is actually pretty riveting mama name him clay i'm gonna call him clay (laughs) (laughs) uh jay um one of the uh great series that they have uh produced is returned by they i mean apple tv so my series is a c with uh jason momoa and it actually has uh dave batista in it this season because he plays um if you if you've ever watched it at the end of last season you learned he plays his brother so yeah it's it's the trailer trailer tell you that right yeah (laughs) but it's it's a really like i think there's four episodes already it comes on every friday uh so i think we got one more to watch before we catch up but yeah it's really good series all right um i've been meaning to watch i've been seeing all the previews for it and i was like is it good it's dope it It is dope all right i'll I'll add it to my list in train um i go with a a series that's uh called the hundred um it's sci-fi stuff, so if you're not into sci-fi, then eh. I've been but meaning to start that. I, I like it. What, The 100? Yeah, I've been meaning so, to start so, that. I have it in my list. So if you like sci-fi, it's really, really dope. And in the beginning, it starts out kind of slow. It takes a couple seasons before you realize how dope it is because oh, of the way this, they build it up. You say episodes, Dennis. He said seasons. No, no, no. It takes no. Because the way they develop it, I had no idea it was going there. So, um, but it, it works out pretty cool. And I can't tell you any more information because it literally would spoil it. So, cool. but, but it's, um, it's about, um, I can't tell you the premise. It's about, um, basically it's, it's apocalyptic. The earth had a nuclear event and, um, you had the last people known to, you know, man escaped and now live on a space station and there's a hundred juvenile delinquents that well the the uh the station that they're living on is uh starting to um deteriorate and they're not going to be able to breathe and live there um they're a couple generations in and they suspect that the earth may be inhabitable again but they haven't sent anybody down there to test it out so they decide to send the 100 juvenile delinquents which are Damn. some of the some of the deciding folks kids are even amongst them oh, wow. and they send them down there as the first people to go back down to earth and see as if it's inhabitable and then all the rest after that is spoilers but then that the wasn't a fucking again. spoiler what the hell like, like, uh, <laughs> no, i don't want to tell you too much but that's what just happens the premise. is uh, ain't nothing happened yet no what the hell <laughs> no that's just the premise and it goes from there and okay. then what happened <laughs> All right, and my my movie of the week is a movie on Netflix as well. Shout out to Netflix; they just kind of taken over for sure. Like it's Netflix, and anyway, but watch uh, Fubo TV instead. I see what you did there. <laughs> the good ones, right? Good one, good one. Way to, way to do that. Uh, Gunpowder milkshake. Oh, that's in my list too. That doesn't sound appetizing. 
Well, it, it's a lot of guns. It, it, it's a yeah. lot of powder. It looks dope. <laughs> it's like two milkshakes. Right. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> but it ain't bringing boys to the yard. Pause. It's a lot of boys in the yard, but they're getting Dang. killed. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Pause. Yeah, they're it's getting like, killed. It's like uh, it's the storyline is cool, but like it's they're making it looks like a movies. kill bill. More more but, kill bill meets John Wick. I was gonna say, yeah, it has it has elements of both of that because it has yeah. a little bit of comedy in it as well. Yeah. Um, and, and anytime you see Angela Bassett holding a gun, it's just yeah, you can't lose on that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, she's just uh, and Michelle, yeah, I, I, you know, from um, Cock yeah. Tiger Hidden Dragons in it, and she's gangster. So, um, I would say check it out when you got some time. You know, it's a really good movie. I watched it last night, it was, it was pretty dope. Um, and those are our picks of the week, and that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, off topic, you okay. know, tonight was the VMAs, right? Was it? Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah. It's crazy. Who watched? Not me. <laughs> but I did see a photo of Lil Nas X. Do y'all still watch music videos? Fo- no. Football. When yeah. when football they're when they're on. Was um, I saw a photo. I saw I saw a photo of Lil Nas X. Don't that nigga look like RG three? He does. He does. He, he absolutely does. He does. He absolutely you can't slide does. though unless he's sliding on something. <laughs> oh, Yo, that's, that's the show. That's the show. That's the show. Okay, it's time to go. It's time to go. No, it's hey, time to go. Hey, hold on. I got it. No, no, we got to end it. Look at his nuts. I got an email from Uber Eats that said, <laughs> "What do Elton John and Lil Nas X have in common?" I closed my email. Oh, you, so you didn't even wait for the answer. Look Good, at for his nuts. Good for you. Good for you. Eat nuts. Wow. Look at his right. nuts. That is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Uh, we had to do it on a Sunday, but we'll be back at our regularly scheduled time on Thursday next week. Um, barring nobody has gigs or rehearsals to go to. Um, and, you know, shout out to our partnerships with um, Fubo TV, Fanatics.com, uh, Unhinged Sports Network, Belly Up um, Sports Network, uh, Eaton's uh, Podcast or Eaton's Playlist. Uh, everybody who's who's supporting us and keeping this thing moving um shout out to my castmates as well um and shout out to you guys too and shout out to all the vaccinated people i did a gig last friday and uh, i made this speech about being vaccinated and you know getting vaccinated and um i got a dm later on that night it was like kudos to you for that that uh, that psa you said during your show and i was like hey man listen it take only take one person to change that whole narrative for everybody so Get vaccinated if you haven't been vaccinated. Find out the facts. If you don't want to be vaccinated, stay in your house with other unvaccinated <laughs> people. <laughs> don't come out amongst us because we want we wanted to go back to w- the way it was. We want to go back to some sense of normalcy. And if anything tells us anything, because we, were, me and John, were in um, York, Pennsylvania, Saturday for a festival. They moving like COVID never existed up there. Exactly. And we moving like we were COVID out of there. only existed up there. We were out. <laughs> like, we were out of there. We Quit. played a show and then we got up out of there. So bounce. Be safe. Tell your family you love them. Make sure you give them hugs. Make sure you give your people their flowers while they're here. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. Free my nigga Sam's untucked shirt. Yeah, we got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go, Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos, podcast rapper for DC, what it is.
is mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things from rookies who bought a vets who about to get more rings, plus more things like a jam session or something. Then we beefing cause our favorite team, Jai like slumming, Jai like pumping over podcasts and stereo every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcast or Astro Turf with balls and cleats like that, y'all. Talking sports and things, talking sports and things. Priest and Nomad, uh, talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane, talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Drake Hill, talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. DC, baby. Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.